Face the Facts is brought to you today by MyPillow.com. Support this show on Real America's Voice, Rumble, and podcast platforms. Help us grow by switching where you shop and shopping at MyPillow.com. Use promo code APRIL at the checkout. I have so many favorites from the store, from the Giza Dream Sheets to the bath towels to the dog beds, the robes, the slippers, the pillows. I could go on and on. Everything that Mike Lindell sells is top quality, and I couldn't be more proud to have them as a sponsor of Face the Facts. But this show isn't possible without your support, so please consider switching where you shop today. MyPillow.com, promo code APRIL. Well, Donna, thanks so much for joining me today on Face the Facts. You know, everybody knows who watches my program that talking about medical freedom and exposing the evil agenda that's happening in the hospital systems is my number one priority. And that's one of the reasons why I was so excited that we were connecting and that you reached out to me because um, I know that my audience is going to love to hear what you have to say. Donna, Tell us a little bit about your job, that you were a nurse, and where you worked, and what ended up happening during COVID. Okay, so um, I have been a nurse for 35 years. I am from Central Florida. I worked at Parish Medical Center in Titusville, Florida for 31 years. Um, I worked obstetrics during that time, 16 years of labor and delivery, and we would be... um, floated, sent to other floors to help out when the staff was short. So on November, no, September 5th of 2021, um, on my way to work that morning, I prayed as I often did for the Lord to put me where he'd have me to be. Went to the medical floor. There was a COVID patient who was not doing well. Uh, The COVID patient's daughter was also a coworker. The patient was about to go on the ventilator in a day or so if she had not improved. I asked the coworker if she knew about ivermectin, if her mother had been on ivermectin. She was not familiar with ivermectin. I told her about the FLCCC Alliance and my own family members who have done well. She wanted it. I asked her and the other nurses that were around if they believed in Jesus and they said, yes, we prayed. I said, we're gonna pray and we're gonna ask the Lord to go forth and prepare the hearts of those that we're gonna speak to. So long story short, I approached the hospitalist and the intensivist and the pharmacist. The hospitalist and the intensivist immediately said yes. Pharmacist gave me pushback, but the intensivist had the final say. The patient received three of the five doses. It was documented in her chart that she was improving. The family had noticed improvement. And that say I advocated on a Sunday. I got suspended the following Friday. And I got terminated the following Monday and the CEO and the chief nursing officer of Parish Medical Center um, sent a complaint to the Board of Nursing requesting that my nursing license be removed. And um, the CEO also had the pharmacist um, discontinue the ivermectin. The patient declined, went on the ventilator and died a month later. You know, Donna, this is so sickening hearing this story. And what's worse is I've heard this a hundred times from people all over the country. Mm-hmm. What I'm, you know, really want to know is so quickly they went after you to suspend you. I mean, this is 
egregious. They, did they come to you at all and say, why, why would you talk to, I mean, you weren't the one that gave the ivermectin to her. You just let the doctor himself know about it. So just by telling the doctor about a drug that was proven and safe and, oh, by the way, was given to thousands of people in India and it eradicated the virus, you know, almost overnight. Now they suspend you for that. So what what ended up happening? I mean, after you lost your job, okay. uh, and did they end up, did you have to go before the board to prove yourself? Yeah. So um, to my understanding, um, an investigator did go to the hospital and do um, an investigation, or interview, an interview, I should say. Um, but currently, my license is clean, clear. Nothing has been done. Um, I have reached out to Governor DeSantis' office. I have reached out to Dr. Latipo and explained to them what has happened. I haven't heard anything back as yet, but my license is clear and there has been no further um, notification to me. There has not been an official investigation at all. My understanding is through word of mouth that Dr. Latipo has said that in the state of Florida, medical practitioners, medical professionals will not lose their license for the freedom of speech. My freedom of speech was violated. Yes, All absolutely. I did was advocated and prayed. I didn't write the order because I'm a nurse, I'm not a doctor. Right. I didn't even give the ivermectin. Another nurse gave the ivermectin. We prayed and advocated, period. So looking at this, this uh, poor mo mother who passed away when she didn't need to, um, if she had been given proper early treatments that we know are safe and effective, um, what is the family doing right now to try to remedy what happened to their mother? Yeah. So um, they support me sharing, and, and I call it our story. It's what happened to me. It's what happened to Diane Spangler, which is the patient, and they've given me permission to say her name because we're fighting for justice for Diane and for all of those patients that have died per the hospital protocol that the CDC is dictating. Mm -hmm. um, we are fighting for justice, for the truth to be known. Like what happened to a patient's bill of rights? They refused the remdesivir the second round. They requested ivermectin. And that was all ignored. Was the patient given remdesivir behind their backs? Well, she was given, my understanding is that she was given remdesivir in the emergency room when she first came. And then they refused it the second time when she was in ICU. They didn't know that she had received it the second time because remember, family members were not allowed to be there. Oh, absolutely. And I'll tell you, after talking to so many uh, family members of victims who died at the hospital, even against their will, they still behind their backs gave them, gave these patients remdesivir. And in some cases, those patients were well enough to tell the doctor themselves, I do not want remdesivir. And against their knowledge, we're given it. Yes. So, so the, the family would love to have justice for their mom. Um, my prayer and I've asked the girls, her daughters, to join me in prayer that there will be a brave attorney, a brave attorney that is aware of all these truths, right? Because truth 
plus transparency equals trust, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we're trying to build. And then an attorney would come and say, look, this is wrong. And yes, the hospital broke the CDC protocol because they gave the ivermectin. So therefore, the hospital immunity, my hope is, is canceled out here and that there is a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. I mean, we're definitely going to get the word out about this family to the legal teams that, that I personally know. But tell us a little bit about why the hospital protocols are based on the CMS payout and explain what CMS is, please. So Medicare, Medicaid. Mm -hmm. That organization pays the hospitals to stick to their COVID protocol. For instance, when you walk into an emergency room and they test you for COVID, the hospital gets money. Yep. When they give you a COVID diagnosis, the hospital gets money. Um, last I had checked, it was $3,000 every time you got remdesivir. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of $30,000 when you go on the ventilator. And then they get even more money when you die. Mm -hmm. So when, when a hospital can make all this money following this protocol, why, when money is a driving force, not standing by the oath we took to do no harm, mm -hmm. why would they give ivermectin that costs $3? So basically... What the hospital system is saying, the dollar is worth more than your life. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that that is that is it. The, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. And yes. we are seeing again and again, these pharmaceutical companies, the hospital systems, uh, they are designed to keep you sick. Yes. Um, yeah. But I, I will say though, it, even with that, I will say. There are some amazing doctors and practitioners out there. I work with some amazing doctors and nurses and in all aspects of healthcare, even at the hospital that I worked at for 31 years. They wanted to do the right thing. The two doctors that I asked, like people say, well, why did you get terminated and they're still working? They're heroes. They said yes. Yep. They said yes. One doctor even said he used it previously in the hospital he worked at. And, and what's even worse is I wasn't the first one to ask for ivermectin. There were doctors in the ER that were writing prescriptions for ivermectin. Do you know that if any of those doctors faced backlash for doing that? I mean, you were suspended. You lost your job just for rec recommending it. But I, I don't know because mm -hmm. this, this was, to my knowledge, somewhat after, you know, I was in my mind. In my mind, when those doctors said yes to the ivermectin, I thought, wow, Parish Medical Center is going to pioneer the way to save lives through COVID. Yeah. Because Dr. Corey, Dr. Merrick, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Cole, I mean, all these amazing doctors. We even have some local doctors here. Dr. John Littell, Dr. Michael Uphughes, Um, They know the truth and they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Some of our local local doctors here that uh, I, we have a, a doctor who Dr. John Littell, he worked for Advent Health. They went after his license. They wanted him to have a psychiatric evaluation. Yeah, that's what they're doing to these doctors who actually prescribe yes. early treatments. It's absolutely evil. So, so Donna, tell me what what are your next steps now? I know that your life is very different now. You're you're no longer doing the job that you were doing, but 
what's next for your future? So um, I have met an amazing pharmacist, Dawn Butterfield. She owns West Cocoa Pharmacy and Compound. Uh, she has compounded ivermectin from the beginning of COVID and uh, mails it out all over Florida. When I was terminated, I started calling different doctor's offices and different pharmacists that were like-minded because I thought I was going to have to defend my license. So I'm you know, trying to do my homework. Mm -hmm. And she says, come in, come talk to me. I'm going to write you a letter. And the next thing I know, I'm working for her. So wow. yeah, I, I work in a compounding pharmacy. I'm, um, I ring you up. I educate you about, educate you about ivermectin. If a COVID patient calls, she says, Donna, here you go. And so I educate our patients about early treatment, about all the supplements that's on the, we use the FLCCC Alliance protocol. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where I am right now. I don't know what the Lord has for me long-term. I also, before I left the hospital, well, before I was terminated from the hospital, I thought I was going to retire from there. I also um, received my lactation counseling uh, certificate. So I'm also a lactation counselor. And I work also with uh, another company, um, Lactation Wellness of Brevard. Uh, Christy um, and I, we see moms that are breastfeeding and need assistance. So we go into the home and make home visits. So uh, I'm not working in the hospital setting like I intended to do till I retired, but the Lord has ordered my steps and um, just trying to be obedient to what he has for me. Well, Donna, thank you so much. And, um, you know, I'm so proud of what you did because regardless of whether you lost that job, you did the right thing. You spoke up, you were, you cared about that patient and it would have saved her life had they had, you know, kept her on it most likely. So, um, so thank you. We need so many more of people just like you in our hospital systems across the country to stand up and do the right thing. And God bless you. And we wish you all the best. Thank you.